It's Thursday, January 5th, 2023, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, Editor-in-Chief of Talk Film Society, uh, here to tell you, listeners, Happy New Year, Happy 2023, and also I'm here to tell you it's another episode of the Talk Film Society podcast, a special one. It's the thrilling conclusion of Talk Film Society's Best Lead Actresses of 2022. And with me to finish this uh, capper of a duology is my co-host, Marcus Irving. Hello, Marcus. How you doing, Pico? Mr. Pico, how, how are all of our listeners doing in this new year? They're doing great. Hope it's going well for you so far. Hope it's going for going to be going well for you, <laughs> keeping on. Well said, Marcus. Well said. I also, Thank you. I also Thank hope you. it's going to go well g- going on for our listeners. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a better way to start the year than to finish our conversation from last week, which seems now like it's been a month ago, but it's actually been a week ago. Yeah. It, if, was it literally just a week ago? I, I remember. It, so like this is part two of our best actresses because I was sick during our best actresses part one and so we ended up cutting it off midway through and then and then you got sick so we didn't get to record it right yeah i mean it it, now we're here we're all better yeah we're here i feel i'm i'm at like 85 percent, so i'm good to record and that that's all we need yeah that's all we need and uh marcello at 85 percent is better than a marcus at 110 percent. i say but yeah as long as all evens out to 200 percent Right? That's the math, right? It all checks out. Yeah. So you're at 85. I got to be 115 here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Enough chit chat, Marcus. Enough small talk. Let's get to the big talk. Marcus, I know last episode. Did did you listen back to last episode? Because you tend to listen back to to these episodes. Yeah, I I did. And I did. Yeah, I I did listen back to it. Uh, What's the letter grade you give it? I would say that last episode is better than I thought it would be. Uh, we're going to go with a B minus. How about B minus. Okay. I like that. B minus. I like that you're... You like that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty positive, I think, uh, from what it could have been. could have been re- really bad. No. Nah, my memory of that conversation is that my brain was all foggy from having a migraine, and I was not able to like really place my thoughts into words uh correctly and i felt like i was leaving you hanging a little bit on some uh stuff that i probably should have been elaborating on uh especially during our like whale conversation and then when we actually started talking about these lovely leading ladies uh that we have to speak about uh i just felt like i had nothing to say about any of them even though i know i have things to say so that was that was the main reason we cut it off early last time and listening back uh, you know, that's mostly correct, but Marcelo, you're a good editor. I'm sure you pieced things together to make them work better, uh, to make it sound like I had things to say when I didn't, uh, cut out some pauses I was probably having. Well, I, I'll say in my memory, and I don't listen back to these ever, so that's something to keep in mind, folks. Good. I don't, uh, uh, go back and, and listen to this stuff. Uh, that's for you folks to do, uh, and for Marcus to do. But but luckily I have a good memory, and yeah, for my memory it wasn't that bad. Like sure I did a lot more talking. Luckily I spent twenty minutes talking about the whale, which nobody wanted, but I had to fill in uh, uh, the space there. <laughs> um, but we got that out of the way. No more whale talk this week. 
Um, what have you been uh, up to in the in the week since we recorded? I, I, I hopefully you're feeling better, Marcus. And did you watch any more movies in in the time we last talked? Um, yeah. Let me check that. I uh, uh I did my last little year end wrap up movie, which turned out to be uh, See How They Run, which I don't think is going to factor uh, into much of my uh, decision making here for these awards. But still, it was nice to see it. It's a nice little movie. Yeah, I started the new year off with uh, seeing some new-to-me movies. I'm starting a Batman marathon. I watched Batman 66. I watched, uh, and I also watched uh, Near Dark, because Shudder added Near Dark, and I was happy to see that they did that. I could finally cross it off my list, because it's kind of like a hard-to-get movie until Shudder added it, because it's kind of like a here-and-there kind of thing. It pops up and then goes away, and like the Blu-ray's out of print or whatever. I, I remember, uh, I think I rented that from Netflix back when they did that sort of thing uh, on DVD, uh, like what, like uh, 14 years ago, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the math checks out. And then haven't seen it for the longest time. And then I was lucky enough to see it in a theater on 35 millimeter, I think, uh, last year. Um, it's a crazy great experience. Uh, I'm glad you got to see it, Marcus. And I hope more people do see it because it's a good movie. Uh, I, I think that's yeah. Shutter Shutter adding it is very cool. That goes without uh, saying. A wild, wild, fun Bill Paxton performance. Yeah, uh, good old Catherine Bigelow. Uh, good old uh, uh, you know an Oscar an Oscar contender herself, Oscar winner herself, coming in to steal James's thunder. <laughs> I mean, James, he already he already had an Oscar, right? And she and she definitely yeah, needed yeah. one. I'm not being uh, silly no, when I say no, that. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about the Oscars. I'm talking about right now with the <laughs> with all the Avatar, uh, all the Avatar talk, and then she comes out, wham, near dark on Shutter, bam, <laughs> Strange Days on HBO. So you know. So you're saying Catherine Bigelow <laughs> is having a moment uh, bigger than James Cameron's uh, Avatar: The Way of Water? Is what I you're think saying. so. Yeah. <laughs> Two of her old movies on. <laughs> Have hit streaming services. <laughs> Being put on two different streaming services. The first week of uh, January. Both of which seem to be, uh, both of which are in precarious pres- positions right now. Yeah. <laughs> both both streaming services. Yeah, yeah. and also... And also uh, Definitely bigger than the <laughs> the movie that's made $1.4 billion in, in like three weeks. And, and it has already become the biggest movie of 2022, surpassing Top Gun Maverick. Uh, you're saying that is uh, on the bottom rung compared to HBO Max putting up Strange Days uh, in the wrong aspect ratio. Um, so that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. By the way, uh, HBO Max, get your shit together, okay? Uh, I know Strange Days is one of those, like Marcus was saying, kind of hard to come by streaming releases, uh, licensing fees, or whatever the shit. Put it in the, pros- put it in the prosper- proper aspect ratio. I can't even say it right. Put it in the proper aspect ratio, HBO Max. You sons that of makes bitches. makes you so mad you can't formulate your words. No. Meanwhile, I saw my own uh, a Blind Spot uh, a movie that I crossed off the list vigorously this past weekend. I saw Jean Delamont, 23Q de Commerce, 1080. Oh. But oh. Yeah, I the best movie best. ever made. Yeah, according to Sight and Sound, yeah. the critics poll, the best movie ever made above Susan Cain, Vertigo, In the Mood for Love, uh, Tokyo Story, yeah. above all those movies, yeah, Jean Delamont, uh, Tokyo Drift, uh, above Tokyo, all, above all that stuff. 
uh, three hours and 20 minutes uh, sitting in a theater at the Austin Film Society. Uh, and, and I'll tell you this, Marcus. I know, I know you like to stick your nose up and make fun of movies like this. No, no, no. <laughs> I know you. Go on, I'll let you finish. <laughs> I know you're like, oh, French cinema? Oh, uh, a movie uh, about a woman? No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> a movie made, you know, 30 years before I was born? No, thanks. Uh, no, okay. You, you, you can say all that, Marcus, okay? But it's actually amazing. I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know what I was expecting when I sat down to watch this very long movie that I'm told is the best movie ever made. It definitely wasn't what it, what it ended up being. Uh, 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 I can I can put it into words. I can try to, but I'm not going to succeed here in this form. Okay, I just say go watch it. I carve. I'm telling you, Marcus, carve out three and a half hours. I know it's 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 going to be tedious. And I'm talking to Marcus and also the listeners who may be hesitant about watching this movie. Okay. Sure, it's three hours and 20 minutes. Sure, it's tedious. Sure, it's it's repetitive. But stick with it. By the third... I'm, is I'm, it, I'm, is I'm, it one of those, like... Hold on. I'll say one more thing. Contemplative, like, slices of, slices of life kind of things. Here's the thing. Okay. Things happen in it that I didn't expect. And I'll only say that it's a rewarding experience because it's... Oh, how do I say this? Sure, like we see uh, uh, three days in the life of this housewife uh, doing these uh, daily tasks like making coffee, cooking dinner, uh, 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 folding laundry, you know. But as the movie progresses, as the third hour rolls along, it rewards you in like watching these tasks because by the final act... I don't know. It it upends itself, and it tells you, oh, maybe not everything is what it seems to be. Um, that, but that's what I'll say. Uh, again, uh, try to carve out three and a half hours. Um, stick with it. It's one of those you have to stick with it. And I think by the end, uh, you'll be you'll be surprised, and hopefully, you'll be shaken to the core like I was by the end of it. Um, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, it was it like was, you said. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the French. I'm not a fan of uh, <laughs> of women, <laughs> women trying to lead movies or, or, and direct them. I, I, I think that's wrong. Yeah. But I think I will give this one a chance. <laughs> and and it who is knows? The best movie ever made. Uh, like, and that's decided. Yeah. And who knows, folks? Uh, Marcus and I could do a commentary for this movie uh, for a, <laughs> for a Patreon commentary series. Uh, so hey, look, keep an eye out for that. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, but that's I—that's I, what I saw. Uh, that's what Marcus uh, watched. I mean, but when it comes to like the best of 2022, I personally didn't see anything new since the last time we talked. I—I I rewatched um, some some good old faves from this past year. I saw Babylon again. I saw Confess Fletch again. Um, I don't know what. And then I saw like some classics I hadn't seen. I, I saw my cousin Vinny for the first time. Speaking of Oscar winners, uh, uh, Girdle Marissa Tomei 
uh, in her Oscar-winning performance in My Cousin Vinny. I've never seen it until just this past weekend, so I, I crossed that off my list. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good, good stuff. It's, it's really good, yeah. Um, but yeah, there we go. Um, is that it? Is that is that all the small talk uh, we could fit into the first segment? Yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, that should be all of our small talk. I think we should uh, head over into our... The as you like to say, the meat of this sandwich, Marcelo. Yes. So yeah, so last the time, meat, uh, the the lovely lady meat. <laughs> okay, don't do that. <laughs> Please do not objectify <laughs> our <laughs> the, the 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 main topic of our episode here. Um, yeah, so all right, all right. <laughs> Mark's is like, okay, fine, I won't do it. <laughs> um, last time we talked, I went through my picks. Oh, uh, 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 we we did the gold derby thing, which I I looked uh, for anybody who's wondering, because uh, uh, oh fuck, I forgot the spiel. I should have done that at the top. Again, I'm bad, uh, uh, folks. I'm at eighty five percent. Okay, and Marcus really should have uh, stopped me uh, earlier, like fifteen minutes ago. I I, I, uh, I know, but remember what I said, where my one fifteen <laughs> is equal to your eighty five, kind of. Uh-huh. So like. Things are slipping both of our brains. Okay, so go to talkfilmsociety.com slash TFS Awards. That's why we're here. We're here to talk about awards so you can vote in our award show in the Talk Film Society Awards. It's the 10th one. This is the 10th time we're doing it. And now you can vote. The ballot is there. Vote in 20 categories. Tons of categories. Yeah, everything uh, is up to you, the people. What yeah. gets nominated and eventually what wins. Exactly. So, so this is maybe the most uh, uh, interesting and the most important aspect of all this. Right now, everything is on the table. You can vote for anything or anybody uh, in twenty in twenty categories. It's it's wide open. One, one thing I like to say is, uh, <clears throat> like we have a we have a lot of categories, a lot like mirroring the Oscars. We have best actor performances, a uh, bunch of different categories like that uh sound effects whatever um do we do sound effects actually i don't, I don't we do think, sound editing right <clears throat> i don't think we do any sound do, don't we do sound um okay never mind not sound but we do visual I, effects <laughs> yeah we do visual effects <laughs> but but we we do visual effects we do song uh score we do uh writing so like look even if there's like let, let's just say you're like a person that like uh, maybe you feel like, oh, I didn't see that many movies this year. I don't really want to vote. So I, I get that mindset. Uh, no, vote. Like We want to hear, even if you only have a couple things to write in, it'll count. We want to hear it. Uh, like, literally, maybe the maybe you're just a Lady Gaga fan and you want to write in her song from Top Gun Maverick. Do it. And that's it. Like, that's fine. Go ahead and do that. There's no Stuff limit. Stuff the ballots, too. There's no limit. Well, I mean, there's a limit <clears> to, like, how many, uh, 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 nom- like, how many, you put in each category like you can put up to 10 films in the best film slots and then in each other slot you, you have five slots to fill in each other category you have five slots but there's to no fill. minimum like you don't have exactly to yeah fill all that's five, 10 that's my point you can just put in one in each category and it'll be fine and i can just quickly roll through the 20 categories real fast here you go you have best series you have supporting actor supporting actress you have actor you have actress you have acting ensemble you have original song you have score you have screenplay, adapted and original. You have visual effects. You have production design. You have editing, cinematography, director, uh, 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 international film, 
animated film, documentary, independent film, and best film of the year. So there you go. Those 20 categories. And yeah, it's it's 20. It's a lot. And and do the math. That's like, what, uh, 19 times 5 and then add another 10. You have all those slots to fill. You don't need to fill all of them, but you have the option to. Uh, but you have until the 13th of January to, to fill out those ball- that, that first ballot and turn it in. And then we'll announce the nominees uh, a few days after that. But that's it. Yeah. Go to talkfilmsociety.com slash TFS awards to fill out that ballot. That's it. Okay. Speaking of filling out our ballots, I mean, last week I uh, uh, went through my picks. Uh, we also went through the Gold Derby picks uh, of Best Lead Actress because this is the part two discussion. We did part one last week. Yeah, and I think we should. Uh, I think we should uh, refresh people's minds and uh, maybe go back through what your picks were. Uh, we don't, probably don't have to do the Gold Derby again, but yeah, that's well, exclusive to part one. But I think we should uh, just really quick go back through what your I, picks I, were. I do want to because uh, we haven't done this before. We haven't looked at a category in a week's time and at Gold Derby uh, to see what's changed. I wanted to quickly do that. I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm not going to do all. I'm not, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but. Uh, yeah, the gold any notable changes. Yeah, I'll 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 inform you and the listeners of any changes on Gold Derby in the lead actress category. Uh, uh, as a reminder, uh, last week the Gold Derby board uh, had Kate Blanchett at number one, and then Michelle Yeoh, Michelle Williams, uh, Danielle De- Deadweiler, and Viola Davis uh, in the top five slots. Has that changed in a week? No, it hasn't. That top five remains the same. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. Um, and then going past that, last week, in number six, you had Margot Robbie, then Olivia Coleman, uh, Naomi Aki, Anna de Armas, and then number 10, Jennifer Lawrence. Has that changed in a week? Yes. So Margot Robbie is okay. still at six. Uh, Olivia Coleman still at seven. But then here's where it gets tricky in the in the lead actress uh, uh, fight. Right. In eight, nine, and Something ten, saucy. yeah, in eight, nine, and ten, Anna de Armas jumps up to eight, so she's she's like going up there, okay. Uh, and number nine, yeah. Vicky Kreps has jumped up to nine. Uh, 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 Interesting. Yeah, and at number ten, uh, Naomi Aki. Uh, uh, this week. Last week she was at nine. So Jennifer Lawrence has been pushed out of the top ten. That's the big story. So sorry, sorry, J Law. Sorry. Maybe next year. Your chances are 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 are, are slimming up. That's how you say it. Now, now that you're out of retirement, uh, you're going to have plenty more chances. I think. I think so too. Yeah. In 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 her second phase of her career. I mean, for God's sake, she already has an Oscar, right? I mean, she's one of our greatest actresses. Uh, her comeback uh, doesn't need to be like you know. Uh, uh, although comeback, I mean, she she was in explosive, like explosive, you know. I mean, she, she was in. Uh, you know, I I just remember this. People are, are are saying, oh, she's back, but she's been back for over a year now. She was in last year's Don't Look Up, which I completely forgot about until I had a discussion about it. Oh like, yeah, a few days definitely. ago, definitely uh, a noteworthy film. <laughs> did, did, a noteworthy. Did, did you see that, Marcus? Did you see Don't Look Up? Oh. Yes, of course I did. Uh, I actually did. And, <laughs> no uh, joke. I wish I didn't. Bad movie. Bad movie, bad yeah. Movie. At least we can agree on that. Don't Look Up is a bad movie. I think we can all agree 
uh, uh, it's it was way up its own ass. Uh, it it McKay's McKay's worst work I think, I, by far. I do think so. I it makes me look kindly on um, what's the one he did with Dick Cheney? Was that just called Vice. Dick? Oh, sorry, Vice. <laughs> Vice. Yeah. It, it should have been called Dick. <laughs> it's a better title. Next, okay, my picks. I'll, uh, and and this is where we last left. I said my picks. Yes. And I, I, re- I remember going to Marcus and saying, what do you think? And Marcus had no words. And then I said, Marcus, <laughs> what are your picks? And then Marcus hit the button to, to end the show. So that's where he left off. So just to reiterate my picks, and I'll go through these quickly. And here's where Marcus, at the end of my rundown, will give more informed opinions about my picks. Uh, uh, hopefully, unless he wants to do that joke where after I say everything, he just goes, okay, that's great. That'd be funny too. <laughs> so here are my picks for be- best lead actress performances of 2022. Okay. Honorable mentions. I have three. I have Greta Gerwig and White Noise. Um, that's not just because I love Greta Gerwig uh, as a person, but I think she's actually a, 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 an amazing actress and she does an interesting performance in White Noise, now on Netflix. Uh, Michelle Williams and Fablemans. Uh, she puts her own Michelle Williams sauce on it. It's a very peculiar uh, uh, thing she's doing, but I like it a lot. Uh, and the other honorable mention is Leia Sadu in Crimes of the Future. Uh, an amazing David Cronenberg uh, uh, female uh, character uh, in, in an excellent movie, uh, which I think is, has gone overlooked at the end of this year. Uh, nobody's talking about Crimes of the Future, and unfortunately, it's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate. I love that movie. It's been number two of the year. And my top five lead actresses. Uh, I, I surprised Marcus last week when I said my number five was uh, Lauren Lavera in Terrifier Two. Uh, I think it's an excellent. Uh, 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 her character is is an amazing character in a horror film that is in my top ten of the year. Uh, her performance in particular is why I like the movie a lot. So she gets the number five slot. Speaking of great horror female performances, number four, Mia Goth and Pearl. Uh, what she does there is incredible. Uh, certain scenes in particular, some of the best acting I've seen in, in a very long time. Uh, and then number th- number three, two, and one. Like This is like where the, the race is, and these are my very basic picks. Uh, number three, Kate Blanchett and Tar, of course, Tar is Tar, uh, and she might win the Oscar. Uh, number two, Margot Robbie in Babylon. Now, for me, having seen this movie four times now, uh, I, I, I cannot deny the power of Margot Robbie. I hope she gets nominated for an Oscar. If she doesn't, then fuck you, Academy. Once again, because uh, it is one of the best performances of the year, my, my second favorite of the year, personally. And, of course, number one, Michelle Yao and everything everywhere all at once. She does everything in that movie. Uh, everything, she does everything everywhere. Uh, it, puts her, all at once. it puts her skills on screen. Uh, uh, and she does, I don't know, like, I mean, her martial arts skills, her, her, her drama, her, her comedy skills, like everything's on there. And I cannot think of a better performance this year than her in that. So there you go. Those are my picks. Marcus, I'm going to turn to you. What do you think? Okay, Marcel, I'm not going to do the joke. I'm going to be sincere here. Um, I think 
I think you have a good list. You do have a good list. Uh, like you, you put yourself down. You said it's a basic top three, but it's basic for a reason. They're all deserving. Uh, like uh, I have not seen Babylon yet. I am shocked that you have seen it four times. Uh, I don't think I could sit in the theater for almost thirteen hours <laughs> and see it and see that same movie, even even if I did like it. But look. I, I respect it. I will unfortunately probably have to wait. Maybe it'll get like a best picture re-release or something and I'll see it then if it let's gets nominated. So. But uh, let's see. Michelle Yao, she's not going to show up on my list. Uh, she will be showing up a lot later. So like we'll have time to talk about her. Uh, what, were, what were your other picks? Your, your Terrifier 2. Terrifier 2 woman. Um, I have not seen Terrifier 2 yet, but I did pick up uh, the Best Buy... 4K at your suggestion, Marcelo. I, I cashed in a gift card. Oh wow! That I've had in my wallet for years. Um, picked that and Clerks Three up, and uh, I will be watching it here soon. Um, I wish I would have got it in before the end of the year, just in case it does make any sort of lists. But it is—it's a little daunting to sit at a to like saddle on up to a two and a half hour unsettling uh, horror movie. Uh, upsetting is, is the <laughs> word I want because that, is, that the first movie was upsetting. Um, but uh, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about it later. I did end up doing that for another horror movie. Oh, uh, of your, oh, Kate Blanchett and Tar. I have not finished Tar, Marcella. You were very nice to uh, gift me a Christmas present of uh, the digital copy of Tar, and I appreciated that very much. Uh, we watched. About a half hour the day you gave it to me, and then uh, I think uh, my mom just got tired or something. We tapped out, but and we haven't gotten back to it. But look, I, I was thoroughly uh, engaged by it. And uh, did I miss a pick of your top five there? No, I, I think you got them all. Uh, uh, did you mention Mia Goth? Mia Goth, yeah, I uh, Mia Goth, I or Maya, I don't know. How she you was close to my honorable mentions. She was close to my honorable mentions. I I, I did enjoy her in that movie, but uh, don't quite. Not not quite on the love, uh, on the love love train for her or that movie. So, didn't quite make mine, but I appreciate what she did there. All right, interesting. This is the feedback I was hoping for last week, which we missed out on because Marcus was under the weather. But we got it, folks. We got him. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Um, and here are my five picks, Marcus. Marcus. I was just going to ask you, Marcus, what are your top lead actress performances of 2022? Here we go. We've been waiting a week for it, folks. Yes. And now Marcus is going to reveal yes. his picks. Marcus, the stage mm-hmm. is yours. Yes. So, Marcelo, I'm going to tell you straight up, I only have one through four set in stone. Oh, uh, five. I'm still lingering on, and I'm think I'm just gonna make it here in the moment. You know, I'm just gonna wow. live in the moment. Wow. So I'll I'll say my honorable mentions. Uh, really, really dug Janelle Monae in Knives Out too. Uh, oh yes. Oh, Glass Onion, Glass Onion. Okay, can we pause here? Uh, I I, I want to let you finish, but I just want to say this. I don't think I don't think we've talked about Glass Onion on Mike yet. I think you mentioned you saw it last week, but I didn't really dig into your thoughts on Glass Onion. So, as and and maybe this will be the the place where we talk about spoilers for Glass Onion. Finally, been waiting. Seems like two months uh, people, to talk about it. 
people have had people have had time a good time to watch it. Yeah, uh, apparently it's doing very well. I read today third most watched movie yes. ever on Netflix. I saw that too. So perhaps here in the middle of the podcast, we can have a minute or two to talk about Glass Onion. Sure. Uh, yeah. But first, before we go into spoiler tele- territory, I'm going to warn people when the spoilers are going to happen. Before we dive into that, Marcus, please keep talking about Jeanne Monet in Glass Onion. Janelle Monet, a very confident and fierce performance for the first half. And then minor spoilers here. She does change mannerisms a lot in the second half in a way that I just simply was not expecting. Uh, it really shocked me. And she becomes basically an entirely new character. And uh, I thought it was very cool the way it happened. A uh, very fun reveal, very fun... Uh, total change in character and then, and then you can go back and you can kind of see those bits of that character in the first half and it's kind of exciting how the movie shows that to you in uh in flashbacks uh very cool i i i dug them so i'll say in general i dug the movie a lot i had a lot of fun we did a knives out we did a commentary on knives out um and i think i came to the conclusion that like I do really like the movie. It's fun popcorn entertainment to me. Um, I would say this one is even more fun, even more popcorn entertainment to me. I, I really did enjoy it. I think it's. I think it surpasses Knives Out uh, pretty 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 handily. Uh, the whole the whole ensemble uh, fantastic, um, and the 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 the, the core mystery. I. I I've been seeing a lot of people uh, kind of uh, doing a dig on on uh, on people who watch um, mystery movies, like just trying to figure out the mystery or whatever. This was spurred on by uh, a Nazi uh, trying to say his bad opinions on the movie. Yeah, but I I don't know. That's 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 the appeal of a mystery to me. I, I watch. Yeah. Cause I want to try to figure it out. And like, look, it's not really a mystery that's able to be figured out, but I don't think that's a cheat or anything. Like I, I, I love the way the movie reveals it to me and it's, it's, but it is fun just to be watching it and looking for, Hey, is that a clue? Is that a clue? I don't know. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and, and uh, I think what you just said kind of, that's what I wanted to hear from you, Marcus. Um, at this point, I don't think we even need to talk about spoilers. Cause I think you said it and I'm going to agree with you on most of the things you said, uh, including just why I, I mean, I, I can't even remember if I was even a part of it, but I may have like maybe you retweeted something about, you know, the, the Nazi you mentioned who had problems with glass and being a mystery movie, which I'm like, it's a mystery movie. It's supposed to be deceiving. It's supposed, it's supposed, it's supposed <laughs> yes, to be something exactly. you, you are like, sub, like figuring out as it goes. And it's supposed to toss, you know, twists and turns at you. Um, why are you, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know what else you want out of a I know, movie like that. Exactly. And that's what glass onion is for me. The, there's the appeal of like, you can get that murder mystery. Like you can get that mystery type. And I think it's very satisfying. Like just watching an episode of law and order SVU or whatever, where you're like, uh, you have this, a tight little 40 minute long mystery where it's like a character that, got introduced a character that got introduced in the first act suddenly like you know they're they they know more than they let on or they are the person that they've been looking for the whole time and 
like that type of mystery, I still think it's valid as like fun, op- fun entertainment or whatever. Like true, true detective season one where like they show you the killer in like episode two or something in, in like a one-off thing. And it's like, it's so obvious that this guy is the killer that like, it kind of throws you off, but that like, it's too obvious, <laughs> but, but, uh, so you kind of let it go and then they bring it back and it's like, Oh, it is him. You know, like that, that type of shit is fun. But like this, again, you said it, it's a mystery. It, the movie can play tricks on you. Yes. Like that, that's that's the that's just as much a part of the fun of it to me. Yes, like I, let, I don't, don't want to be in control the whole time. What 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 is that? It's one thing to walk into Death on the Nile and look at it and and yeah, in the first ten minutes. It, but but, it, but here's the comparison I want to make. I think I've told this story in the podcast too. Ten minutes into Death on the Nile, after all the characters were revealed. I was on a date while I was watching this movie, and I made a big show of, uh, you know, writing down on a piece of paper who I thought the killer was. <laughs> I folded it up, having never read the book, having never seen the previous adaptations of Death Don't tell Denial. me. Don't tell me. I still haven't watched it. Okay. But I wrote it down. I folded it up. And then at the end of the movie, I was like, look, I got it. I figured it out. That's fun. Sure. But Glass Onion is something else completely. Glass Onion... Sure, in the first half, you kind of are like, okay, what's going on? Is is there, like, w- where exactly is the mystery here? You can try to figure out, you can see the clues for, for what they are. And then halfway through, no, it's, 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 it's something else. And then you're like, oh, that's the real mystery. So, mm-hmm. yes, it, it's not straightforward. Like, even Knives Out, which this is where I disagree with you on, and we can disagree as gentlemen. I love glass on. I love glass onion, sure, but I love knives out. You know, a bit better. Um, to oh, me, okay. To me, that's a, that. to, to me that's a bit more refined. Um, I, I like the cast a bit more, um, but I still love glass onion a lot. And glass onion is, is like so different from knives out too, because yes, like as I was saying, like knives out seems to be more of like a straightforward murder mystery, as while as like glass onion is uh, really that second half is where things are like oh. This is this this is not only like a murder mystery, but also like a uh, uh, let's change how how you perceive uh, the movie. Uh, Ryan Johnson, good job. Yeah, I I, I hope they they he makes uh, you know the third one, and like I think now knowing more what to expect, I think I'll have like a totally different uh, vision going into that third movie, and I, I hope he can subvert it even he he can subvert myself my my expectations even more. I think I think he's a pretty good filmmaker. I think we can make that yeah. argument. Pretty good, pretty good yeah, for yeah. sure. Have Have you seen Brick, Marcus? I've seen Brick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have. I, I was like, it was a long time ago, but I have seen Brick. Yeah. Um. I think we. I think we may have gone through this Johnson conversation before, but yeah, whatever. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back to my uh, my honorable mentions. Janelle Monae in uh, Knives Out or in uh, fucking Glass Onion. I'm sorry. In Glass, Glass Onion, Onion, a Knives um, Out mystery. A Knives Out mystery. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to echo your honorable mention with uh, Leia Sadu's, uh absolutely just. Just wild performance, like really seductive and weird, and like I really, I really duck her in that movie. Is my favorite. She was my favorite part of uh, Crimes of the Future, um, a movie I wish I liked more, but like 
if I had to pick out the things I liked, I loved about it, like there are plenty of them and, and they mainly have to do with the actors and uh, performances, uh, uh, Kristen Stewart and, uh, uh, Viggo Mortensen uh, really dug all the performances. It's a weird, weird movie. And, and everybody in there got that. Um, and I think my final, Hmm. My final honorable mention, I'm going to say Aubrey Plaza in Emily the Criminal. Oh, yes. Nice pick. The movie, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, I, w- I was engaged by the story and stuff and plot, and I think it's a well-made movie. And it felt very much like an Aubrey Plaza statement movie. She's like, uh, you know, I'm an actor, you know? And uh, I'm not that goofy character that everybody associates me with. April on Parks and Rec. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not April. I'm not. Uh, I'm not even like the. Uh, what was her like that pool movie, the Do Over or whatever? Not the Do Over. The, the To Do List. The To Do List. What is this? The To Do List, right? Uh, it's, it's it's like a sex comedy thing. I don't know. She works at a pool. It's a it's a good movie. But anyway, it's like I'm not. I don't necessarily have to be this comedy person. I am an actor. And I think she pulled that off. She she proved it. Uh, not not in a totally obnoxious way or anything like that. That kind of statement can come off. Uh, very good. Kind of a understated performance. Uh, you're, she kind of goes all over the place. You kind of like wonder what her motivations are. Sometimes uh, you, you kind of don't know whether to root for her or not. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. So let me get into my top five now. Breaking news. Um, yes, uh, the, to-do, the to-do list, 2013. Uh, I'm sure I've heard of it, but I just forgot about it. You're right, Marcus, starring Aubrey Plaza. Uh, have not seen it, but uh, just I'll just say this. I like the movie she's been making the last few years. S- sort of like your point of like, oh, I'm an actress. I'm trying to. I'm trying to not only like, yeah, veer, veer away from. Uh, the 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 purely comedic characters I played before, but doing something interesting uh, 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 with like these independent movies, uh, and like Emily, Emily the Criminal was I think the best of her work recently. Of like, oh, I, I can do this, and I can be excellent at it, and not not only like a sort of like take me seriously sort of thing, but a very much like here's my range and here's what I can do as a performer. Her uh, accent's re- really cool in the movie. Yeah, her accent's really good. But yeah, there you go, solid pick. All right, now. What's your number five? My number five. Number five. I'm going to give a shout out to Amber Midthunder from Prey. Oh, um, nice. I dug Prey a lot, uh, and this is a very uh, physical role. She had. Uh, it, it looked like she did a lot of stunts and stuff. Uh, it's a. It's a movie. Uh, she had to speak multiple languages. It's. It, it's. It's not the most. Uh, it's not the deepest performance in the world, but I think as a performance of like doing one thing being like a like a hardy warrior uh i think she uh pulled that off perfectly um i don't know if you have any words to say about her or prey i think she's very good in that movie i think the movie's very good uh i i don't know how i feel about it being just a streaming movie it's like sure I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's pl- upsetting. I'm sure plenty sure. of people got a chance to see it that maybe wouldn't have seen it if it initially came out in theaters. But I don't know. It would have eventually made it to Hulu anyway. I kind of wish I'd seen that in a theater. 
would it would it have changed the perception of that movie for me? Would I have liked it even more seeing it in a theater? Maybe, but that's just me. I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. I just think it's like very good. I just wish I'd seen it first in a theater. But I think she's excellent in it, though. So it's a good pick. I think this is a, a debut performance, is it not? I think so. Cer- certainly, certainly debut for like a lead big movie performance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, my four that I had set in stone, Marcelo, this was a movie I told you at the end of our best actor conversation, or maybe it was best supporting actor. Yeah, it was best supporting actor because this person got brought up. Tim Roth was brought up for Resurrection, and I said, uh, I've never heard of it, but I would watch the movie by the time that we were recording Best Actress, and I lived up to that. And guess what? I loved Resurrection, and I loved Rebecca Hall in Resurrection. This is a perfect performance that's kind of like uh she's dealing with a lot of psychological trauma and ptsd and i feel like it comes off in a very uh authentic way without uh overplaying it or making it melodramatic uh and her uh, the way she like lashes out at people and stuff like that's very on the nose and how people are are very very accurate and how people don't necessarily want their how like nobody it seems like in her life uh really seems to care about her or trust her or they all push her away when she's like really in need a very uh a, a very um, a movie that walks a tightrope i think very uh very uh, deftly um and her playing against tim roth is just fantastic because I, I if i could go back in time i'd probably put tim roth in my supporting actor uh category because he's just playing the most fucking evil dude you have ever seen but he's doing it in a so understated way that like, it's so like villainous and so fucked up and like her combating against Tim Roth, like playing off of him. Like uh, yeah, it is uh, a match made in them. And it's really, really perfect. It's interesting that if you had a time machine, you'd go, you'd go back and put Tim Roth on your best supporting actor list and you wouldn't kill Hitler. That's interesting, Marcus. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I I agree with you. Uh, I think Rebecca Hall, I think Tim Roth are excellent in that movie. Uh, Rebecca Hall didn't make my list, but she was in the running because, like, how could she not be in the conversation every time she makes a movie now? Like, she's, she's always giving her everything in every performance uh, she's in, especially ones like this in Resurrection where she just... Re- it's, it's just so dark and so menacing on her own and her monologue which i think has been mentioned i i I see on on twitter people mentioning it and uh, i'm sure it's a big reason why she's on your list but there's a monologue she does in the middle of the movie where she just goes through certain things that happened to her in her past and it's just you know similar to uh, uh mia goth and pearl it's like you know one long take just a camera on her delivering this monologue and just mesmerized and yeah one of the best performers of our age saying some of the most messed up shit you could you've ever heard and she's so man it's great yeah uh my number three i'm going with uh michelle williams for being the fablemans oh wow uh now marcella you you said that you thought it was kind of an off the wall weird performance now i didn't get that it's okay let me. Uh, I'll, I'll let you say your. I'll let you say your case. It's it, uh, it's one of those cases where I say weird, 
and maybe last episode I may have also said like a little off-putting or something. It's it's I, I was, okay. Speaking of movies, I've seen four times. I think I've seen the Fablemans four times now. Okay, and my opinion has not changed with her performance. I think it's a maybe weird's not the right word. I think it's odd in a way where she's not necessarily. I don't think she's necessarily doing. Uh, 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 an, an imitation of Steven Spielberg's mom, right? I think she's coming at it in a very peculiar, like very unique way of like, what would this character sound like? Oh, let me put my own Michelle Williams spin on it. So, I don't know. I, I can't, I mean, uh, the, the, the words I go to are odd, unusual, but not in a bad way. I just think like, let's say if like Kate Blanchett we're doing that role. Kate Blanchett would not choose that accent. It's a very Michelle Williams thing to do to have her play it in that way, and I think it's I think it's all the better for it. Actually, I I I I, I do love Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, but I cannot deny it is a bit peculiar. So that's what I mean in the in the most pleasant way possible. I love her in that movie. I love The Fablemans. It makes me cry every time I see it. But it's just something about that performance that just I'm like. Huh, that's strange, but I love it. So that's my explanation on it. So what I got out of the performance, um, so I, I I connected to it pretty personally. I grew up in a household that's kind of broken, but still it was much less functional than this. Where, like, I had an absentee father. I had a mother who was dealing with. Uh, bipolar depression and would have these same kind of mood swings. And like, I, it brought back childhood fear in me when, uh, Michelle Williams was, uh, when she was like having her severe mood swings and like when she packs the kids in the car and, uh, uh, like we're going to do something impulsive. And then like, she just shuts down like just a couple minutes into the drive and like starts to freak out and like the kids don't really know what to do. Like I, I, that kind of stuff, it's very accurate to what happens with uh, people like that. I, I think, uh, and I feel for her. Like I, I still felt for the character. I, I cared for uh, the, Mrs. Fableman. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wanted her to find her peace. Uh, Mitzi, as I think the her kids, name is. Uh, she has to deal with the kids demonizing her. You know, and. I uh, I felt for her because I think I connected to again I connected to it personally, but Michelle Williams, uh, she's such a uh, warm actress. I think might be the right way to describe it. Where it's just like she feels so sincere to me, and, and like everything about her. I I don't know. I, I that's kind of what I got out of it. You know what I mean? No, yeah, no, I I get you. Uh, I understand you, Marcus. I see you. Yeah, I, and trust me, like the I am seen. The, the uh, I can connect with it in personal ways too. Maybe not as personal as you, but her actions in particular, I I feel are very real in that movie. And I'm sure they. I mean, yeah, it's it's based on Steven Spielberg's real life, and I'm sure a lot of it is based in reality. And those scenes where she does those manic things uh i 
sure. I've known people who are like that too. And it's, it's very honest and very real. And again, my only thing is, it's just, I think it's that accent. <laughs> Maybe it boils down to that. It's just a little bit odd. I guess, but, I don't know, it, did, it didn't feel odd to me. I know. Moment, but, uh, but hey. I guess if I rewatch it, I, I would keep that in mind. But again, I, let, me, let, me, let me reiterate. I love her in, in the movie. I love the movie itself. Yeah. It's in it's segment number three. No, you're not taking anything away. Number four of the year. But, uh, I mean, if she wins the Oscar, good for her. But uh, I don't know. It's just a little bit odd that I'm like, okay, fine. Okay, good. I, 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 that's all I can say. My number two is Gold Derby's number eight, a rising star. Uh, the Armas in Blonde. You have not seen Blonde, right, Marcelo? Nope, I have not seen Blonde. I do want to see Blonde. I know I should see Blonde. Blonde is a wild fucking movie. It is everything you have heard it is. I don't, I really don't know what you'll think of it. Um, it is fucked up, depressing, sad, uh, horrific, like a really messed up movie that had a lot of controversy surrounding it. I think some, I think most of it is pretty overblown. I will say that Ana Diarmas gives just it, it, an incredible capital A. I'm, I'm acting give what 100% of her body is in this movie. She, every, every single thing that she does, it, it feels so she's perfectly portraying the character of Marilyn Monroe that people saw while also playing the tortured, uh, Norma Jean, who again, grew up with an even worse mother, uh, a significantly worse mother than Michelle Williams in the Fablemans where Michelle Williams at least knows how to control herself most of the time. Uh, uh, her mother, uh, Norma Jean's mother was, uh, cruel beyond reason but uh uh, it's such a it's heartbreaking it's sad it's terrifying it's scary uh yeah and the movie is done in this like experimental weird kind of way it's two and a half hours to three it's close to three hours long with uh without really a plot at all it's kind of just disassembled scenes going through the life of uh norma jean aka marilyn monroe and like her, the isolation she feels in, uh, in, um, in fame and not, not ever finding anybody to really confide in, to, to, to fully trust, uh, being scorned by basically everybody at every turn. And you see all of that on Armadiamus's face in her body, the, the way she moves, uh, it's just everything. And then, and then the, the movie has some, real surreal elements that call for really over the top acting. And she does that just as well too. Uh, It's such an engaging performance. I I started the movie at one in the morning uh, on like a night that I had to wake up and work the next day, I think. And I could not turn it off because I was just so entranced, entranced by uh, her and her performance. And, uh, I think it's a great movie. Marcel, I cannot wait until you see it. Cause like either way, either way you come down on it. I really am so curious to hear what you think. Now I'll say, and this comes as no surprise to people who listen to this show and know anything about me. Uh, if this were playing in a theater, when it came out near, near me, I would have already seen it. Yeah. But the fact that I missed yeah. it in theaters, uh, I, I, and if something's on streaming, where it's readily available for me to see at home, I tend not to 
sit down and watch it because that's just who I am. But I need to force myself to watch this. It, I, I, I do need to see it. It would have been a very bonkers, uh, a very, very bonkers uh, experience in uh, in a theater. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I, Marcella, here's my challenge to you. Watch it before we get to our best films episode. Okay. Can you do that for me? Uh, yeah. Because uh, I'm going to be talking about it again there. Just spoiler, it's in my top ten. Yeah, yeah. down the road. I, we, I, I need to look at the schedule. But, yes, but by the time the best picture uh, 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 episode comes along, yes, I'll, I, uh, I will have seen it. And uh, I, right. and I'm sure you need to see some movies too, Marcus. I'm not going to force you to see anything because I'm not that I'm not that type of person. But I will forcibly <laughs> watch Blonde for you, Marcus. Okay. Okay. Okay, Marcel. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I I watched Resurrection for this at, at your behest. Uh, oh, I. But, but again, you did not force me. I, so look, if you want to force me into one, <laughs> do it. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take know, it. It's a fair trade. You know what? I'll, let me think about it because I I think you've been very good, Marcus. And this is not. And this may seem. Oh, I've been a good little boy. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I didn't want to say. I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to sound <laughs> that way. But uh, let me let me rephrase and say, uh, uh, you're better than most, Marcus, when it comes to watching these uh, 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 you know great movies of the year that are, for for the lack of a better word at this moment, like uh, uh, Oscar bait. Um, but but you you just tend to watch movies because they're because they're good and people say they're good. So you've crossed a lot off. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one that you need to, need to see right away. But uh, finished tar. Uh, that's not me forcing you think, to, think, to, yeah, to, to I, see I, it. But you're you're, you're, yeah. you're going to finish watching it eventually. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I'm I'm happy that you watched Fablemans. I'm happy that you watched Glass Onion, uh, and you even got ahead of me by watching Blonde. So. You're doing good, Marcus. Thank you for that recognition, Marcelo, because I do try. Yeah. I did try. Yeah, there you go. Especially, especially for this. This puts an extra pressure on me, and I, I like that extra pressure. Okay, uh, my number one of the year. Um, I My number one favorite actress performance of the year is a child actress performance. Uh, the My favorite child acting performance I've ever seen, frankly. Uh, Anna Cobb in We're All Going to the World's Fair. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, This is... uh, this. uh, uh, It's hard for me to even talk about. I connected to this performance so vividly. She's she's like... The movie is like this... It's a a crushingly accurate depiction of like a disaffected youth growing up in this internet age uh, where you have access to so much but you still feel isolated she's growing up in a broken home and she doesn't seem to have any real life friends so she turns to the internet she turns to this world's fair challenge and uh which is supposed to change your body in in certain ways it's uh not very clear uh what is supposed to happen necessarily but that that things are supposed to happen to you and she carries this like body horror feel with her that like things are changing with her that uh and you don't even necessarily know how to if you're supposed to if you can trust her at points like she's really playing so many different emotions all at once of of uh of uh like isolated sadness of uh boredom of uh kind of like 
uh, feeling like she finally found a place where she can express herself, but then it's kind of like warped and twisted. So you don't, so, uh, there's like a horror aspect to it, but you're always with her. I think like I'm always rooting for her, even though you think these fucked up things are maybe happening to her. Maybe they're not. I don't know. The movie is like just a big question mark. Um, and everything about her just seems so authentic. Like authentic's the word. It's felt like an extremely authentic movie. The movie's a a trans allegory as well. So like, uh, there's that reading to it um, that the director has confirmed. God, it's so fucking good, man. It is so 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 good. I, I wish I had the words to like speak on it. Uh, more, more betterly. But Marcelo, maybe do you have those words? I do. <laughs> think of Annika. I do not. I do not. Unfortunately, I, I, I'm basically in agreement with you. It's hard to put into words, but I'll just say, I did mention this uh, maybe a few episodes ago that like seeing this in a theater with a room full of normals, um, I could just sense like a lot of people were just like put off by it, and I think purposefully so. It's like made to not be digested in a normal way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Anna Cobb as the lead, like she is, she really holds the movie, uh, um, to like, I, I rarely have I seen like a lead performance from like an unknown. Cause I don't think she's been in anything like that prominent before this. Right. Like no. rarely have I seen no. a performance from somebody who I'm just like, Oh, it's like, I don't know who this person is, but she can carry a movie. And I definitely want to see more uh, of her, you know, in years to come. And what a breakthrough, not only for her, but the, the director, too. Um, but, yeah, uh, excellent movie that it's on HBO now, still, uh, as of this, yeah. yeah. this recording. Go, go to HBO Max. Yeah. I could not heavily, I could not recommend this even more. I Similarly to Blonde, this was a movie I started, like, at midnight or 1 a.m. or something and was so captivated by it. And honestly... The, Maybe not for Blonde. I, I, I would recommend to do that for Blonde, but I know that's a, a big ask. Uh, we're all going to the World's Fair. I'm not even sure if it's 90 minutes. I, I, I say start it late at night when you're feeling maybe a little drowsy, and I think that's the perfect way to watch that movie. Yeah, it's... That, that gives you those... That The movie gives those feelings off. And, and forget everything I said about, you know, seeing a movie in a theater and, like, paying attention to it. Like, I... <laughs> uh, but because, like, we're all going... To- well, if you can't see it in the theater, do that. <laughs> Well, yeah, sure. If you have to watch it on HBO, but I'm I'm saying uh, we're all going to the World's Fair seems more like a experience at a home sort of movie because I think that's I mean, yeah, that's thematically it plays a part of being alone online watching something mm-hmm. and watch and and experiencing it feels, that thing. She feels like she's you. staring in. She feels. God, as she's as she's staring into her webcam for most of the movie, and it just feels like she's staring into you. Yeah, like it, it is such. Ugh, man, it is such a beautiful thing. Yeah, but yeah, there we go. Uh, <sighs> so, wow, what a list, Marcus! Uh, uh, great job as always. Thank you. Um, now, stunningly, we still have more things to talk about because we gotta go to the discord we gotta open that discord up to the discord yes we have the lovely discord talk film society slash discord if you want to get in there we have a great community very active community i'm very uh proud of it um i'm glad we have so many cool people in there talking about movies all the time last week 
we ask that question that we ask uh, almost every week uh, on the topic. Uh, we go, hey, what's your favorite thing of, of, uh, of the 2022? And the thing this past week was best lead actress performances. So that's what they gave us, Marcus. Yes. So why don't we dig in? I, I think I think you're leading the way on this, right? I, do 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 you have the picks there at the ready? Yeah, I, I've got the whole uh, conversation pulled up. I can go through them. Uh, let's and let's, do it. And let's do that. Let's just start doing it. Yeah. Um, our ver our first uh, person that responded, um, Rodders uh, S Rodders J O uh, four. Uh, they said uh, Anna Cobb in We're All Going to the World's Fair. Thank you. I appreciate it. There you go. That feels like a win for me. <laughs> Good job. N- um, nice job, Marcus. <laughs> yes. Uh, not the Who's Tommy, host of uh, Double Edge Double Bill here on the Talk Film Society Network, uh, patreon.com slash Double Edge Double Bill. Tommy says, Kate Blanchett and Tar. Um, Tong Wei in Decision to Leave. Uh, Maya Goth in Pearl. Kiki Palmer in Nope. He is very, very adamant that this is not a supporting performance, but... Uh, if the just for our circumstances, uh, we're considering her supporting. Yes. I think unless maybe uh, you out there vote her into actress, I'm sure we would probably do it. But uh, that's an executive decision that has to happen over here on TFS. We don't know. Michelle Yao in Everything Everywhere All at Once. So the only name here we haven't talked about is Tong Wei in Decision to Leave. I don't know if either of us have seen that. Uh, yeah, I have seen it, uh, and I've I mentioned I've seen okay. it uh, at least three or four times in the last few episodes. Well, look. I... <laughs> so thank you for listening, Marcus. Uh, yeah, it's 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 <laughs> it's the new uh, Park Chan Wook movie, and uh, we. Uh, I think last time I, I brought it up was somebody put Tong Wei in the best supporting actress category. And just so mm, we okay. can, just so we can get out in the open, since you also brought it up with Kiki Palmer uh, uh, and Thomas shoving Kiki Palmer in the lead actress category. When it comes to the ballot for the Talk Film Society Awards, which I count every year, now we we most and I say and I say we I say me, the guy who counts the ballots. Now I mostly go by Oscar guidelines, you know. Like uh, if, if if an actor or actress is placed in one category by the Oscars, then I tend to go that way. But I will also say this: it all depends on where people put uh, certain actors in certain categories. If there's enough people who say Kiki Palmer is lead actress and she gets the votes, then she's in. Then she's in lead actress. If enough people say Tong Wei is supporting actress, she's in supporting actress. But if she gets enough votes to, for for lead actress. There you go. And if the votes are split, uh, where nobody knows where to put somebody, then I'm I, then I kind of shove them into the one where they get the most votes, uh, comparing the two. Anyway, it's all like you were saying, Marcus, uh, before. It's all about the people and where they put the actors. But don't worry, like yeah, if, it's if, like if, 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 it's if, kind of like a it's not a black and white decision. Like it's not like I mean, look, there's there are some that it's like obviously Kate Blanchett is the lead actress of Tar, right. But yeah, the Kiki Palmer being leader supporting, I, I do see that either way. Yeah, I but really I, I I will so, say Tong I, I will say Tong yeah. Wei is first build uh, on the decision to leave uh, Wikipedia page, which I go by. Okay. So there's uh, rest assured, people, if she gets nominated, I'm pretty sure she's going to be lead actress. 
So, so there you go. Uh, and by the way, Decision okay. to Leave, very good movie. Uh, that makes my my top. Like I think she's. I think that movie's in the top thirty of my top twenty two top two thousand twenty two movies. Uh, that may seem low, and, and, and that's for Marcelo. That's a ton because he saw he sees like what three hundred movies a year, <laughs> new movies. Like you'll he, see it all. I don't know. For blonde. I, I, <laughs> thank you, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> I saw six hundred twenty movies overall last year. I don't know how many of those were twenty twenty two movies, but it's it was a lot. Um, you're a warrior. Yeah, you are, you're a badass or a loser. Well, but we can on the front on. lines. Front lines of film. Um, Noah Thompson here, frequent uh, poster. We have uh, Rebecca Hall in Resurrection, Kate Blanchett in Tar, uh, Frankie Corio in After Sun, which I would love to see. I have not seen it yet. Uh, Anna Cobb in We're All Going to the World's Fair. Thank you, sir. Uh, Regina Hall in Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Which is, uh, that's, a, that's a weird one that kind of came out of nowhere. I do want to see it. I, I believe Regina Hall is, is good in it. I believe Noah when they say that. Um, after Sun, have you you seen either of those? After Sun or Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul? Well, yeah, let's start with Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. That one, I've seen people mention that on Twitter and in the Discord, that movie in particular, also kind of like surprised me. Because I I mean, for those who've seen that trailer, it's like a mockumentary uh, uh, about like this married Christian couple. It didn't look good at the trailer, but... I, I haven't I'm seen it. I'm curious about it, though. Oh, I'm yeah. curious. I think it's on Peacock now. Um, I love Regina okay. Hall. Uh, I forget what other actors in it, but hey, I'll see a movie, I'll see a movie just for Regina Hall. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Sure. Uh, considering I think it's supposed to be like a, like a comedy, then uh, doubly so. I'll watch the movie. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's on my radar. I'll watch it. Uh, After Sun, it's the one movie that I missed in 2022. I, my my top ten is finalized. I, I'm not going to go back on it. I, I'm very stern when it comes to finalizing a top ten and saying, okay, if I haven't seen a movie by this certain date, then sorry, other 2022 movies, you're not making it. After Sun, missed it. I still need I still need to see it. It's on VOD. Uh, I'll see it eventually. I'm, I'm sure it's it's going to pick up some nominations uh, at the Oscars. Uh, I'm willing to bet, yeah. and I'm sure uh, it's. It, 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 I'll say it now. It, I think it might be one of those where it'll be a sneaky one. It might go. It might. It might, it might be in the best picture category. It might be in the best actor category. It might be uh, even like best cinematography director. I think it's gonna be one of those movies. It's gonna be. Um, what's that one from last year that surprised everybody? The 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 the, the uh, Japanese one. Um, God fuck. Why why did why did I put my mouth? The three hour one. That people went to go see because it was nominated for best picture. Drive my car. That that's it. Drive my car, right? Drive my car. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, great movie. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on After Sun. I do. I feel bad about not having seen it. My, my I'm not as uh, set in stone about things as you, Marcelo. You do not have to. Don't take my word here as gospel. Um, I could easily change some stuff. But uh, so, like, look, don't be. I have not seen After Sun yet, but maybe don't be surprised if I have seen it and it ends up in my top ten. Like, it, it I, I, I believe every good word I've ever, I've heard about it. It sounds like a really fantastic movie. Frankie Corio, I'm sure you're great. Yeah, and and yeah, I just, I just closed off by saying yes. I'm sure we'll talk about After Sun more as this series goes on. But yeah, you can keep going. I will make that a priority for myself. Um, uh, Manish Matur, our host on the Talk From Society podcast network of About to Be You, Queer and Now, 
uh, great guy. Uh, Maya Goff, uh, Kate, Kate Blanchett. He's playing more games with us. He's not giving the movies, but that's okay. Because I think these are all pretty easily guessable. Maya Goth for Pearl, uh, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Michelle Yao for Everything Everywhere, uh, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, and Viola Davis for Woman King, I presume. Yes. Uh, I have not seen Woman King, but this is this is one that she's likely to get nominated, Marcelo. So like, yes. do you uh, want to say anything about Viola and the, the Woman King? Woman King... Makes my again. I, I this not. I, I do feel bad for making a top forty of the year, and saying something like the Woman King is like number like thirty five. Like that's not a bad thing. It's one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, and it is going to get. I, I know, but that's why I'm trying to say like it's Marcelo sees so many <laughs> movies that like top forty is huge. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I totally agree. Viola Davis, she should get nominated. She's amazing in everything she's in, in particular. The Woman King, um, and there are there. I, I'm sure I said this in uh, in the Best Supporting Actress uh, episode, but there are performances from um, I believe her name is uh, Leona Lynch. Like she's incredible in The Woman King too. So at this point, I could see like The Woman King also getting a lot of nominations uh, when it comes to Oscars, and Viola Davis, uh, of course. Like I said, she's always going to get nominated for great movies, and this is another one of those. Yeah, and um, uh, just he says uh, Manish says just to be different, um, he throws in uh, Ali Abat for Gangabai Katuwadi, a movie that I did really want to see. Um, unfortunately, I missed it in the theater. Um, I do not know where it's streaming. I'm sure it's somewhere. Uh, I believe uh, Hulu and Netflix. They have a pretty solid Indian movie. Uh, place to watch movies, but uh, look, I, I believe it. Ali Abat. I've heard a lot about her for years. Uh, I want to see that movie. Um, a most I, lawyerly James, Michelle. Yeah, hold on. Let's say. Can I make a correction here? Uh, Lashana Lynch is who I meant to say from from the Woman King. Lashana Lynch. Yes. Uh, her, her and Thusa Meduba, I believe, uh, in the best supporting actress category, both great in the Woman King. There we go. Good to know. Uh, a most lawyerly James, Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Marcelo's favorite, Jessica Chastain in The Good Nurse. Uh, Ana Maria Vartolome in The Happening. Kate Blanchett in Tar. Danielle Deadweiler in Till. And Florence Pugh in The Wonder. Lot we have not mentioned here. Um, is there anything you want to say about any of those movies? Jessica Chastain in The Good Nurse. Ana Maria Vartolome in The Happening. Danielle Deadweiler. I've heard that name. I don't know if I know who she is. Yeah. Oh, until she's uh, okay. I, I know who she is. Yeah. <laughs> and Florence Pugh in the wonder. Uh, anything you want to say about those people? Happy birthday, Florence Pugh. On the day we're recording this, uh, it is Florence oh, Pugh's birthday. Wow. Uh, one of my favorite actresses working today. I don't know why I haven't seen the wonder. Uh, I need to see it. Totally agree. Uh, speaking of favorite actresses, I don't know why I haven't seen the good nurse, uh, Jessica Chastain's movie. Uh, although I will say, I saw fucking three Jessica Chastain movies in theaters in 2022. Okay, so give me some credit here. Okay, she she's been she's been uh, making the rounds. She's been doing kind of odd choices movies I don't necessarily want to see. But but look, okay. But Marcel, you are a devoted fan. You saw three in theaters. I don't even know what they are at all. <laughs> so, let's 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 run them down uh, real quick. Okay, 
And I feel good about wasting time talking about Jessica Chastain because she won the Oscar last year for Best Actress. Okay, so she she deserves. Yeah, that was a Tammy Faye. Yeah, I mean, okay, sure, Tammy Faye may not been the best thing she's ever done, but I'm glad she got the Oscar. You know, she 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 should have won it ten years ago for Zero Dark Thirty. As a matter, so I saw in theaters the Three Five Five. Okay, her action movie. Okay. Yeah. That's like a Mission Impossible, yeah. like but with women. That did look pretty solid. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I wouldn't go as far as to, to say it's solid, but I mean, I, 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 well, I, okay. I'm glad I saw it. Uh, it's it's enjoyable enough. Uh, she's having a good time. Is it good? I don't know. Uh, okay, that's all that matters. <laughs> Have a good time while you're here on this earth. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned this on on a previous uh, uh, episode, uh, Armageddon Time, uh, which is a solid movie. Uh, I think finally. Oh, I didn't know she was in that. I, I think finally of that movie. You don't know she's in that because like she's. Uh, uh, I think she's in the trailer for a second, and she's in the movie for for literally like like two minutes. It's, it's a cameo. <laughs> okay. And she's playing a Trump. I think she's playing Donald Trump's sister in it or something, and she gives a speech at like a right wing like conservative school. It's odd, odd choice for Chastain, but whatever. It gets her a paycheck. Okay. Um, and I saw, I saw maybe one of the. Uh, I, I should put this in my top uh, uh, movies of 2022, uh, maybe in the top 50. Uh, the Forgiven. Okay, it's it's a movie that just sneakily came out in theaters in early 2022. It's written by a McDonough, uh, John Michael McDonough, uh, Martin's uh, a brother. And yeah, it's it's if you've seen uh, John Michael McDonough's other movies, it's sort of similar because he also directed and wrote The Guard and Calvary. Um, he sort of oh, okay. he, he sort of has his brother's flair for let's put these like interesting, like morally corrupt, possibly characters in the in these in these situations where they're essentially fighting for their lives and they have to make decisions. But it doesn't go how you expect, and that's what happens in The Forgiven. I think she's pretty good in it, and and Ray Fiennes is actually great in it too. Um, it's one that nobody's seen, I don't think, except for me, a a Jessica Chastain devotee. Uh, but yeah, but there you go. Sorry, I haven't seen The Good Nurse or whatever that's called. I saw three other ones. Yeah, uh, Marcella. No, nobody. I'm not. I'm not one to to. Uh tell you that you're not a good Jessica Chastain fan. You you may be the best in the world. Possibly. Um Brendan, Brendan on the our Discord. Uh he says Michelle Yao everything. Uh Viola Davis for the Woman King. Am I saying am I saying is it Viola or Viola? I don't know actually. I I feel I, a little conscious about it. I say I say Viola. Okay. Well Whatever, I apologize if I'm saying it wrong. Uh, he also brings up a- Amber Midthunder in Prey, uh, Tilda Swinton in 3,000 Years of Longing, and Janelle Monet in Glass Onion. I want to mention uh, Tilda Swinton here, 3,000 3, Years of Longing. I really dug that movie. Um, sh- her performance wasn't my favorite uh, part of it, because I feel like she's kind of playing the straight woman uh, to uh, the far more interesting Idris Elba. Uh, but but what what's that matter? She's still uh, she's still really good in it, and uh, and you need a character that you can buy their romance, and I totally did buy it. Um, so yeah, she's uh, totally totally good in that movie. Uh, I know you weren't the biggest uh, Three Thousand Years of Longing fan, Marcelo, but no, Tildy, no. You, you like old Tildy? 
I, uh, hey, I'm a, I'm a huge Tilda Swinton fan. Uh, I'll say this. I don't know if anybody's going to mention this. I haven't looked uh, past... I haven't looked into the future, the Discord picks, but I'll say Tilda Swinton gives an, an amazing performance in Eternal Daughter, uh, a movie that came out this past year. So I and, and also she gives a great performance in Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. So I'm all on board for Tilda Swinton. And I definitely need to rewatch 3,000 Years of Longing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I may have seen that movie in a bad mood, and I need to give it another shot. As I, I love Tilda Swinton, I love uh, Idris Elba, and I love uh, George Miller. Yep. Okay, so uh, Ben Miller, uh, he says, Kate Blanchett in Tar, Daniel Deadweiler in Till, Tong Wei, Decision to Leave, Taylor Russell, Bones and All, Rebecca Hall, Resurrection. Taylor Russell in Bones and All, very close to my honorable mentions. She's the one that got cut last. Um, man, Bones and All is such a weird movie. Marcelo, you put Mark Rylance uh, oh, yeah. into your best uh, <laughs> supporting actor. Yeah. Um, I believe we brought up, I believe we talked a little bit about Timothy Chalamet and our best actor performance. Taylor Russell, probably my favorite performance of the movie. Uh, an unknown to me. Um, I don't know if she was fully unknown, but she's definitely an unknown to me. And, uh, I bought her love story with uh, Timothy Chalamet. They had really good uh, chemistry. Um, it is a performance that, like, is truly shocking at times. Uh, she's she's very good in the movie. And uh, we have another chance to talk about Daniel Deadweiler for Till, if you would like. Uh, I'll say about uh, Taylor Russell, I loved her in Bones and All. Uh, b- uh, bones and all, and, and, and I'll say that I'm gonna keep going back to my top list because I I just finalized it, like I said, so I know where things are right now. Uh, bones and all is my number 25 of the year. Uh, I fell in love with it on a second watch, and I I think the only reason like she didn't make my list of best lead actresses is because I don't know like it's it's one of those performances that's like deceptively it looks so like breezy and sort of like she just feels so natural in that in that role like she just kind of disappears into that role rather than like a mark rylance who like is like showy as fuck and really does some weird right. shit in it i guess that's where Even my timothy chalamet is yeah. like that's like a, another performance that's like i'm not i'm not the timothy chalamet that you know yeah yeah <laughs> But 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 like Taylor Russell, you need that in the, in that movie because like she's more reserved and like more like finding herself as a as a as a person in that character, and she may not get like these like big meaty scenes, but she's all important and she's the reason why that movie is so great because she's hey this is stupid to say because she's like the heart of that movie, um, but yeah she's good and I can't believe you haven't seen her in Escape Room, Marcus. You haven't seen Escape Room. Oh, she is in the escape room. Yes, 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 yes. I have seen her. And I like escape room a lot. Yeah, that's that's like one of my favorite types of movies is just get a bunch of people in a place and fuck with them. Yeah. <laughs> I like that stuff. Uh, yeah, she's good in that. Now you say it, I immediately remember her. Yeah, well, there you go. Jessica Scott, uh, she says... Uh, she'll add, uh, uh, she said she wants to add, uh, I'm sorry. I don't know how to say this name. Numi uh, Rapace. Numi Rapace. Rapace. Um, you won't be alone. Uh, no clue. Uh, I believe you won't Anything? be alone. We may have talked about this off mic, but you, you won't be alone. Is one of those weird movies that I think you tried to watch and then stopped, uh, in the first act. It's one, it's, it's that body. Dude, movie. that is that movie. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh, yeah. I'm with Jessica here. That's so re- yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's. It, I guess that's. I don't know if that's a spoiler. I don't think it's a spoiler. It's. It's a body swapping movie about witches, um, shot like mm-hmm. a Terrence Malick movie. Um, and I can see why yeah. uh, it says here. Jessica. Sa- Jessica Scott says it's a tricky one to assign lead to, because yeah, uh, the lead character in that. This is kind of a spoiler. It doesn't matter though. It, it, it's a good movie. I, I recommend it. Yeah, uh, the, the the lead character jumps from person to person, and Numi Rapace is one of those people. Um, but no, I mean it's 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 a good movie, and I think Rapace is good in it. So uh, it's a good pick. Yeah, jeez, uh, I, I told I, I did not recognize the title, but yeah, great great pick, Jessica and, and, uh, and Jen. Uh, uh, I'll say this oh, oh, oh. real quick. I th- <laughs> this, this is referring to an off mic conversation. I think I mentioned to you. That title is a bad title for that movie. You won't be alone. They should have called it something I, it else. It is. It's a bad. Like, bad like, uh, or a bad, bad title. My, my suggestion: change the title to "Witch Switch." Anyway, continue. <laughs> okay, uh, Jen. Uh, they say Tong Wei in the uh, decision to leave. Michelle Yao and everything everywhere. Maya Goth in Pearl slash X. And uh, she says, I assume Kate for Tar, even though I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> that's a safe assumption. Great yeah, performance. That's a good pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam Shot first, uh, host of uh, Keanu Believe It here on the Talk Film Society Network. Uh, Joey. Uh, Joey. <laughs> uh, Zoe. <laughs> now, I know that's wrong. I think it's Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> yeah, it is Zoe Kravitz in Kimmy. Uh, Sigourney Weaver in Avatar 2, Michelle Yao, Everything Everywhere, Tilda Swinton in 3,000 Years, and Michelle Williams in The Fablemans. We got two very interesting ones to talk about here. Uh, where do you want to start? Avatar, I have not seen, or Kimmy? Um, let's quickly say Sigourney, we- Sigourney Weaver in Avatar 2. We talked about Sigourney Weaver, I think, in best or, or uh, 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 that episode where I brought up Avatar. I did say, you know what? I kind of hope I see Sigourney Weaver pop up uh, and get a nom for Avatar 2 because okay. I think she does interesting, weird work in it. I guess I guess that's the thing I want to get out there. Is she the lead? But, but, but here's would, the thing. Would you call her a lead? Here's the thing. I'll just say Marcus already knows this about me. Listeners, you're getting the sense. I like weird performances. Okay? Sigourney Weaver yeah. is definitely a weird one. But... I say she's supporting though. She's she she she's the supporting actress in that movie. Uh, I don't see her as the lead. Okay, it's it's really hard to say. There's a lead. I guess you could say as um, uh, Zoe Saldana is the lead actress yeah. in Avatar Two, even though she doesn't get to do much in Avatar Two, which is a shame. Uh, the true lead of that movie is fucking Sam Worthington. Um, but no, it, it is made up of a great Jake. ensemble. Jake Silly. Yeah, good old Jake Silly, who is TikTok's golden boy at this point. Like, people are thirsting over Jake Silly. Yeah. Hey, for, for for all those idiots on Twitter right now saying Avatar 2 is not making a cultural impact, open up your TikTok <laughs> app. Look at all these thirst trap tweets. Sorry, these thirst trap uh, fan cams that people are making for Jake fucking Sully. All right. Get your life together, <laughs> folks who don't know what's going on uh, uh, for people thirsting over Jake Sully, all right? The cultural footprint or is talk there. talk to somebody that's, like, not on the internet at all. Like, <laughs> just talk to anybody. Uh, yeah. I'm sure they've seen the movie. But anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, but, hey, let's talk about Zoe Kravitz and Kimmy. Huh? Yes. Uh, excellent performance, I think. Uh, Kimmy yeah, is, is, in my, is in my top ten. 
Um, I do feel bad that I don't have her uh, on my list because it's it may be the best I've seen her in. Uh, Maybe the best performance I've seen of Zoe Kravitz. I love <sighs> Zoe Kravitz a lot. I kind of agree and because like she's, she's uh, again. It's like. Um, it is reserved at times, but then, like when it's time to act, you know, and at certain points in the movie, she really goes for it. Because um, she's like, uh, "What's what? What's the word where, where somebody doesn't like leaving their house?" She's um, she's playing one of those uh, characters. Yeah, uh, agoraphobic. Yeah, agoraphobic? Uh, uh, she has agoraphobia. Um, but no, I, I I love that movie. It it, it plays up like it's like rear window sort of aspects, uh, very Hitchcockian. Um, but she's an excellent lead. Yeah, Kim, I agree with you. Uh, Kimmy is a totally solid movie. I, I, it's one of those that like I just I wish I could have put it into my top whatever list. I think I put out a twelve. Um, I wish I could have put it up there because I think it's just a very cool movie. I I, I dig what Soderbergh's doing, man. I, I really do. And uh, yeah, Kravitz is fantastic. She she holds that movie on her shoulders and she sells the the paranoia of it all and the the thriller aspects and like she kind of takes a turn into be like like a little bit of a badass near the yeah. end and you fully buy it and it's still in still in kind of a timid way but uh <clears throat> yeah very uh very very good performance very good movie um yeah. kimmy is one i will think on fondly for the years to come jay mcmillan uh, he says Kate Blanchett and Tar, Michelle Yao and everything everywhere, Daniel Deadweiler until Regina Hall. We have a second honk for Jesus, save your soul, Nam. Uh, Maya Goth in X slash Pearl and Jenny Slate in Marcel Lachelle with shoes on this. God, I wish I'd seen this movie. I have not seen it yet. I'm hoping it'll end up on a streaming service. I don't. I don't want to pay 25 bucks for it as much as I want to see it. Uh, as, as much like I was, I was a fan of those videos like 15 years ago or whenever the hell they were put not put on YouTube. And like, I wish I had seen this movie and I love Jenny slate and it's like such a cute little character. I can totally, I totally see why this would be on somebody's list. Marcelo go. I love Marcel the shell with shoes on. Um, I, I don't think I saw, I don't think I told this story, but I saw this. I may have said, I've seen this at South by sure. Right. But I, I came in. Yeah. I completely forgot uh, about those shorts because I, I had seen them ten years ago, but before seeing the movie, I completely forgot about them. So I came in blind, and also was just blown away by how cute, how adorable the whole movie is, and how heartbreaking it is, how 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 sweet and hopeful, and how tragic. And yeah, it's Jenny Slate's vocal performance that really elevates that whole thing. I, I I can't see anybody else doing that as well as she can. That weird little Marcel the Shell voice. So yeah, I can I can totally see Jenny Slate. And tell the folks how much you loved this performance, Marcelo. How much I love the it. The lengths you went to. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I I did buy. I see it now on my desk. I bought a Marcel the Shell. <laughs> Uh, a porcelain figure from the A24 shop. The thing's shop. goddamn too adorable. Yeah. I want to buy that. I want to get it. Yeah, I'm opening up now because I like to keep him in the box. But yeah, he's a little tiny um, figure that I think is like true to scale. So yes, yeah, so I have a little Marcel the Shell uh, guy uh, who I keep in this little box that's shaped like a matchbox. So yeah, that's how much I love Marcel the Shell. Adorable. Okay, um, Adam, the other host of uh, Double Edge Double Bill, 
along with Tommy. Uh, Adam says, uh, Maya Goth and Pearl and Tilda Swinton in 3,000 years uh, keeps it short and sweet. Uh, we got uh, The Real Matt C., another host on our network. Uh, the Real Matt C., Matt, Matt Carrion, uh your former co-host of... Uh, hey, what are we watching this year? Yeah. And then uh, the current host of Monsters Never Die, our most popular podcast. <laughs> sure. Uh, Kate Blanchett and... Not, <laughs> that's not a joke. <laughs> Kate Blanchett and Tar, Michelle Yao and Everything Everywhere All at Once, Michelle Williams and Fablemans, Kiki Palmer in Nope, and Zoe Saldana oh, in see? Avatar. There we go. No surprises there, except for maybe Zoe Saldana is a little bit of a left-field pick. Well, okay. Um, I, I'll say that the real Matt C. Matt Creon, he loves Avatar, you know, full on. I mean, oh yeah, he's all over it. He he's a big Avatar stan. God bless him for it. I mean, we sh- we all should be as big fans as Avatar of Avatar as Matt Creon is, right? Um, but I'll just I'll just say my point, like I, I said earlier. Sure, Zora Saldana is the lead actress, but I just wish the movie gave her more to do. Um, but there are, there are at least like two or three scenes. Well, I just say one in particular where it really showcases like how amazing Zoe Saldana is in that role. And sure. Like I'll say, yeah, if you want to, if you want to look at that scene in particular, she does amazing work in it. But I'll just say again, I wish the movie gave her a little bit more, uh, a little bit more to do, uh, but that's it. Great. Uh, and our, our final one here, wait, no, (laughs) (laughs) never mind. Matt ended it. it. We're done. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'll just, uh, on our best actor episode, uh, not the who's Tommy, Tommy again, uh, from double edge, double bill. He did, uh, not submit a thing for that, but, uh, he comes back and rectifies himself. He said, Colin Farrell for Banshees of Anish Sheeran, uh, Daniel Kaluuya in Nope. Gabrielle LaBelle in Fablemans, which I've seen that now, and absolutely, that kid's fantastic. Great, so good. great child performance. Austin Butler in Elvis, and Ram Charan in uh, RRR, which is uh, a great one. Another great one. Yeah. So, look, thank you, Tommy. Uh, thank you, everybody who submitted. Uh, again, if you want to join the Discord, uh, talkfilmsociety.com slash Discord, or just uh, reach out to any talk film society members i'm sure we can get you get you in there uh very cool place want more cool people in there always uh marcelo take it away that's it folks we've reached the end of this episode i think Uh, what i'm glad we ended up splitting this in half because look at the look at the runtime of this episode in particular this is the longest one yet uh so thank you marcus for tapping out uh last week because imagine if we ended up doing another hour of talk last week. Yeah, what if we did this on top of that other episode? Yeah. Absolutely not. You would have been miserable. Uh, and, and look, uh, th- that just goes to show like how how strong this category is this year. I, I wanted to talk at length about all these care uh, about all these performances. I'm glad I did tap out because like I didn't have the juice to do it last week. And I'm glad we got to do it now because, uh, you know what, uh, you lovely leading ladies, you knocked it out of the park this year, uh, dears. Uh, And I'm glad, Marcus, you have the juice. good job. I'm glad, Marcus, you have the juice. And now we can say the juice is loose. So thanks, (laughs) listeners. Thank you, Discord folks. Uh, Like Marcus was saying, go to talkfilmsociety.com slash Discord to join. Vote in the talk film society awards the ballot is now open go to talkfilmsociety.com slash discord no go to talkfilmsociety.com slash tfs awards to vote 
Patreon, patreon.com slash talk film society for bonuses. Uh, that's it for me. I guess uh, if Twitter's still around, go follow uh, Talk Film Society on there at Talk Film SOC. Uh, Marcus, anything you want to say before we wrap it up? Had a fun time, Marcel. Can't wait until we do this next week with our next category. Do you want to say what that is now? No. <laughs> Great. Uh, we'll decide what that is, and then uh, we'll see you next week with that new category. Get your votes in, folks. Get your folks. Get ready. Uh, oh, f- uh, follow me on follow me on Twitter at Junkblader. What what do I care? Uh, l- l- let's go. Take it away, Marcel. Finish her off. So hey, uh, until next time, I'll see you at the movies. No one ever say that. All right, bye.